Can you just undo your vows? Interesting that first day of Slichus we're dealing with the Parsha of Hataras Nadarim, of undoing, undoing vows, which as we know is a theme on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Uh, the, uh, the very idea of Hatarat Nadarim is, is a chidush, that you can make a neder, that you can utter an undertaking which has the full force of a neder. That means that you make something, an isodoraisa on yourself, a, a, a terror prohibition. If you say, uh, it, using the wording of a neder, uh, that you'll never eat meat, you want to be a vegetarian, then meat becomes an, uh, an isodoraisa for you. It becomes as forbidden to you as, as treif. So you can create isur, you can create prohibition. That's already a chiddush, that one can do that. I understand you can decide not to eat meat, but this is not the same. Making a neder means you're actually creating a prohibition. Uh, but the chiddush, that, you, that that can be undone, that you can say something and then undo what you've said, how does that work? And we've already had an idea of that. We, we spoke some, some weeks ago, and it's again in, on Omud Aleph of Ardaf, the idea of a tznai, the fact that you can say something, you can make a deal and then add a condition, because really once you've made the deal, the deal's done. You, you've said it, and now you're adding a condition. How does the condition attach to the deal, which has already come out of your mouth? And we said that was the chiddush of the Torah, that you're allowed to add conditions. It's not so, not so we think it's logical you can add conditions. Well, it's logical if we don't take a lot of notice about what we say, but in the Torah, every word we say is permanent. And so when you've said, I'm selling my house to you, at that moment, my house is sold. And then I say, on condition that, how does that work? How can you go back and modify what you've already said? That's a chidush of the Torah, and we learn it from Tanai, we learn it from the conditions that Moshe laid down with the Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruvain about conquering Eretz Israel. And that's why the Gemara says, Ein bo we can only learn from, from those that the Tanai works if it conforms to the same conditions as existed in that particular Tanai, which is the origin of the fact that you can even make it Tanai altogether. And on Ahmed Aleph, we talk about the fact that just as there it could be done by Shlichut, using a messenger, because Yoshua gave the land to, to Bnei Gadim Bnei not Moshe, so any tonight that you, that you make has to be able to be fulfilled by a shaliach. If it can't be fulfilled by a shaliach, the tonight doesn't work. That's on Omad Aleph. But um, Nadorim is, is a similar idea in a sense that you can utter something and then there's a way to retrospectively undo what you said. So what is the, the uh, so, so Al-Gamora talks about two, the, the, the different ways of, of, of undoing. Al-Gamora talks about the difference between a person who has a tattoo on his, on his body and a, a plastic surgeon removes the tattoo and a person who has a neder over them and a chacham, the rov, undoes the neder. What's the difference? If a person has a tattoo and the plastic surgeon takes it off, it doesn't mean that he never had a tattoo. He had a tattoo all the time. Now, now he no longer has a tattoo. But when a chacham undoes a, a neder, it's an oker meikaro, says, says our Gemara. Oker et neder meikaro. He uproots it from the, from the beginning. And that's the point that we're going to be talking about today is how he, how he does that.
the origin of the din of Hetanadorim, where does it come from? If it's such a chidush, where does the Torah say that you can undo a neder? Says the Mishnah in Chagiga, if you remember back in those days when we learned Chagiga, not that long ago, Mishnah at the end of the first parak, Hetanadorim, Porchin Bavir, Vein Leim Almashi this that we can undo nedarim that the chachomim say you can undo a neder uh, doesn't there's not really a source for it in the Torah, as Rashi explains this this uh, that uh, the chacham can be matir taneder ma'atrem is yesh b'mikra there's a slight but not very much of a hint of it in the Torah al ein al malis moch there's nothing to really uh, rely on elashikin masud lechachamim b'torah shabal peh this comes from Torah shabal peh. Uh, Hashem taught Moshe, Moshe taught the Chachamim, but it's not in the Chumash. You won't find it. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yezer says, no, there are, there are places from which you can find it. And then various different Tanoim and Ramoroim go through the process of figuring out the source. If I were there, I would have said to them, I've got the best source of all that none of you have mentioned. It says when a man makes a neder, he may not, um, we'll see what it means, but you, you can't make your words meaningless. In other words, not fulfill your neder. From that we learn, who ain't no mochel? You can't, yachel comes from mochel, to forgo, to forgive. You can't ignore your words and just act. Once you've said a word, it's, it's important. Who ain't no mochel? You can't undo your words, but you see from that, that others can be mochel. And Rava said, uh, all the other sources we could question, but, but Shmuel's source, that's an amazing source, there's, there's no question. And the Rambam Paskans in Hilchus Shmuel's, but Davaze, Einlo Ikar Klal Batarashi Bichlau. By the way, I just want to remind the people listening in that the sources are available as a PDF. If you go into the, uh, either on the podcast or on the website, at the description of the shoe, you'll see a link to the PDF which you can. Uh, that which you can download and have the sources in front of you. So the Rambam says, This is not written in the Torah, and so on, uh, this principle of Atoros Nadoi. Now, how this works, there's an important base Yosef in Yorodeh and Reish Kafches that quotes a, a Chuvas Haramban. So we're talking about the Rishoni, the base Yosef, the Mechaber of the Shulchan Aruch, quotes, in, it quotes the Chuvas of the Ramban. And he talks about this word of lo yachil and mechila. Where does it come from? He says, mechila v'yachil hakol inyan echad. This idea of lo yachil and limchol, that's one idea. Shelashon lo yachil, lo yatir. Because the words of lo yachil means lo yatir, you shouldn't undo. V'hainyan kematir hakesher, shechozer ha'inyan ki'ilu lo haya. It's like undoing a, a knot. So what does our Gemara say? Um, that halcha etzachacham vehitira, if she, the woman who has nadorim, goes to a Talmud Chochum and makes nadorim and, and gets a, a, a heter nadorim, like we talk about hatarat nadorim, that word heter means untying. It's like untying a knot. And once you untie the knot, there's no sign that a knot was ever there. So the untying makes it as if it was never there. And Algamora learns that the, the interesting case in Algamora, if a man comes and says, here, I'm marrying you on condition you have no nadorim. I don't want you to, I'm not marrying a woman who's got all sorts of nadorim that could affect our lives. 
And later on, and so she's now worried because the fact is she's made a, a neder, she's made a neder that she's a vegetarian. So she quickly goes to the chacham. She goes to the rov and she gets hatoris nedori. The rov is matir the neder. Now the question is, at the time of Kiddushin, did she have Nadorim or didn't she? When he said, Did she have Nadorim or didn't she? She did. She got the heter later on. No, says the Gemara. When the Rav undid the, the, the Nadorim, he undid it, so that originally, a week ago, when, she was, when he, he said Kiddushin, she didn't have a Nadorim at that time because it's undone retrospectively. That's our Gemara. Unlike the, the person who has his tattoo removed, that's not retrospective. That's only from now on. But the, but the Rav undoes it retrospectively. And the Beis Yosef says, based on the Ramban, that it, that's the word lahatir, to untie the neder. And just as you untie a knot and there's no sign of the knot, so you untie a neder and there's no sign of the neder. It's as if there wasn't anything. And he quotes our Gemara and Ksubis. That's what it means. Says the Beis Yosef. This Beis Yosef is often brought down as a proof that the Beis Yosef holds that it's entirely retrospective, that the neder is undone as if it never existed. And, and when he was Makadish the woman, there was no neder, there never was, the Chacham has completely undone it. Uh, and I want to argue that that's not clear from the, the Beis Yosef at all, in fact, on the contrary, because of the continuation. They always quote up till here, they don't quote the next words. What's the next words? It's like being moichel a debt. It's as if it doesn't exist. So I lend you $1,000, and I say, please pay me back within a year. Before the year is up, I'm mochel. I say, I forgo. That's not as if there was never a debt. You can't then say, I don't owe you a karata tov, I don't owe you a, a, at least appreciation, because you lent me money. No, I was mochel, so there's no debt. There never was a debt. It's gone, it's disappeared. That's not what mechila is. So from the base Yosef comparing hatarat nadarim to mechilat chov, because of the word lo yachel, from which we learn hatarat nadarim, you see that the Beis Yosef is not of the view that the, the Chochem undoes it entirely as if it never existed. He, he, he undoes it from, from now. Well, the Gemara says, but it is okay, meikaro. He does it from the beginning. So what does that mean? It means that there is no longer any sign that it ever existed. But up until this moment, there was a sign that it existed. So what, so, so what does that look like if you, if you have a, a tree and you uproot the tree? So now you look, there's no sign of a tree. If you just chop the tree down, you, there's a sign that there was a tree there. You can see the trunk, you can find the roots. But if you uproot the tree, there's no longer a sign that there ever was a tree. But was there? Of course there was. If you walked there yesterday, you would have seen a tree. You can't un, you're not undoing the past. You're just saying from now on, it's as if there never was one. And we see that shita in the Rosh. There's a very interesting question the Rosh asks in the Dorian Perikyut. The Rosh, and, and the Rosh is quoting a, um, a, a Yerushalmi, actually. Um, the, 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 sorry, the, the Rosh is in, in the Dorian Perikyut. The Yerushalmi questions this idea of davar sheyeshlo matirin is not batel. If something can be, is also now, it's forbidden now, but it will become mutar, like Chometz on Pesach, or that, that you maybe that you've sold, um, or um, uh, Meiser, you, you haven't yet taken Meiser. 
So by doing something, you can make it mutar. That doesn't become botter. If you've got 60 times as much of heter as Isra, no beetle takes place. It's called the davar sheesh lomatirim. Ask the Yerushalmi, what about something that's forbidden by neder? Since a chacham could undo it, does that make it a davar sheesh lomatirim? There's a way to eat it by heter, so why use beetle? So a person says, I'll meat for me, I'm making neder, I won't eat meat. A piece of meat falls into a big, big part of vegetables. Not, not dealing with treif. Just this meat for him is treif. So we say, oh, it's bottle. There's more than 60 vegetables. Ask the Yerushalmi, maybe not, because it's a dovish yeshlamatim. He could go to the rov and get the, the vow undone, and then the meat would be okay. So why use, why use bitul in this case? Answers the Yerushalmi, no. When the rov undoes the, the, the isur, it's undone from the beginning. It's not undone from, from then, it's undone from the beginning. Um, and, and therefore, it's not considered the davar sheyesh lo matirim. Mistavrik, mi avdinu ketav sheyesh lo matirim, on the second page of the sources, she'achah mikarot anerim mikarot klomah, v'kivan she'okerot o'meikarot, nimtza she'lo ne'esar me'olam. No, you can't compare this meat to a davar sheyesh lo matirim. This was now never osur. V'lo havi davar sheyesh lo matirim. Says the, then the, uh, the says, says the, the Yerushalmi. No, it isn't like that. So you might think that this meat, which is also by neder, is a davar sheish lomatirim because a chacham can undo it. And then you say no, but it isn't really so because when the chacham undoes it, it was never also to start with. So you can't compare it to a davar sheish lomatirim. No, says the Yerushalmi. Look at the words. Ein okro ela mikanu klomar. Even though our Gemara says he's okay from the beginning. It, it really is from now on. Tloma, that means, Ikara ikur mikanu asur ad Even though he's uprooting it from the root. Mikoma komaya asur But until today it was also. And therefore explains the Rosh, that is a, it is a dova So how's the Rosh learning? He's learning like I'm suggesting the best Yosef learns. That yes, you do undo it from the beginning, but you undo its effect from now. From now, it's as you, you, you can't find trace of the tree. The tree's uprooted, so from now you can't find a trace of the tree, but yesterday there was a tree. So it is with a neder. Up till now, there was a neder, and if you, if you transgress the neder, that was an issue. Now the chocham undoes the neder, there's no sign of there ever having been a neder, but yesterday there was. That's how the Rosh learns it as well. And Rebbe Chonon Vassaman explains, he brings this Rosh and he explains, this is not like a kinyan tone, like a mekach tone. If you buy something and you made a mistake, you didn't intend to buy it, it was an error. So we say there's no kinyan, nothing happened. It's completely batel. Explains the Bukhonu Vasaman in the Rosh, that's not the pshat of the, um, of, of, of uh, undoing a neder meikaro. Yes, he, he undoes it from the source. But it's only from now on, not further on. Reb Chaim Soloveitchik has a whole piece on this, and, and Reb Shimon Shkop has a piece on this, that although you're undoing it from the, uh, from the source, that only has impact from now, not further on. So we see that in the way the Beis Yosef compares loyachel to, to being moichel, a debt, and we see it in the Rosh when he discusses Dava Sheyesh Lomatirim based on the, on the Yerushalmi, and Reb Chonon Vassaman explains it in that particular way. However, if we learn Rashi, our Rashi, 
we see Rashi learns it differently because Rashi says very clearly, you ask, do you, do you regret this? Have you, you, have you made an error? Would you have made the neder had you known how you feel about it today? And so it goes on. That means it has the din of not having had a neder at the time of the Kiddushin. So Rashi says, retrospectively, at the time of the Kiddushin, there was no, there was no uh, neder at all. Rashi is not learning like the Rosh and the Yerushalmi and the Kovit Shuri and Rebbe Chonav Asaman. Uh, Rashi is learning that this really means that there's a retrospective annihilation of the get, of the, of the neder altogether. Our Tosfus says something similar, because our Tosfus, on another subject, but it comes to say that if it wasn't uprooted from the beginning, then the husband would worry about punishment that is hanging over this woman's head, because from the time she made the neder until the time of the, of the um, Hatara, she was governed by a neder, and maybe she transgressed it, he doesn't want to get involved in that. So you see that if it wasn't okay, then it would have been Asur until that time. Now that he, they're okay, now that the Chachamim are okay, he doesn't have to worry that maybe she transgressed the neder between the making of the neder and the Hatara, because even in that time, there was no neder retrospectively. So Tosfus goes like Rashi. Tosfus in Nazir also says, And it is a neder ta'ut, which is what the Rosh says it isn't. So clearly there's a machlokis between the Rosh and the Beis Yosef on the one hand, and Tosfus and Rashi on the other hand, as to whether it's only from now on or it's actually undone from, from the very beginning. That, that, that's the, the, the technology of, the, of, of how it works, of what the, the, what the Chochom does and, and how it undoes it and whether it undoes it retrospectively or not. It, it, this applies to Teshuva as well. When one does Teshuva, what happens to the Chet? Do we say from now on it's as if there was no Chet? Yes, you did a Chet at that time and you were, it was punishable. And maybe you did get some punishment for it at the time. But from now on it's done. You've, you've taken care of it. Or does that chet always sit there? It, it, it was always there. It's just that it has no impact now. Is it from now on that there's no, there's no chet? Or is it, is it from the original time as well? And that might be the machlokis Rambam and Rabbeinu Yonah as to whether each year you have to do tshuva for old chatoim that you've already done tshuva for. Do you have to keep on doing tshuva for them? Are they still there or are they wiped out? That might be a similar concept as we have with Nadorim. And that's why we are so Nadorim focused on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. If I do a Shabbat Shuvah I'll work on the idea of Kul Nidre. It doesn't make any sense. Does it work? How does it work? Why do we do Atarat Nadorim Nador, on Rosh Hashanah? And so on. How does it work? But we're so focused on Atarat Nadorim because we want to focus on the idea that you can undo something that has been done because that what, that's what Shuvah is. But whether you can undo it entirely as if it never existed or it still existed but it has no effect, that's the whole machlikas between the Rosh and Tosfus that, we, that we're dealing with uh, over here. But either way, it's the most unbelievable gift that the Torah gives us to be able to not only create Yisurim, but also to undo the Yisurim that we've created, just as we can create a chet, a sin, but we can also undo the effect of the sin through the power of Tshuva. Thank you.